0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at Libertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians Daily. My name is Chris Spangle, and this is a special Sunday edition of uh, We Are Libertarians Daily. But with a big election coming up in just a couple days... We're putting out as much content as we possibly can. Uh, uh, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, then you want to join the Patreon right now It uh, at the $5 a month or above level. Join at wearelibertarians.com slash support. And uh, if you join the Patreon, then you're going to get the election special that I'm recording shortly after this. It's taking me all day to research what's going to happen on Tuesday, but I've got a few ideas and libertarian races for you to watch and coverage that you're not going to hear anywhere else because, uh, let's be honest, CNN is not covering libertarians like we will. And uh, then also Tuesday night, if you're $10 a month and above on Patreon, then you are going to get a special treat. Uh, It's an election night party. On Zoom, it's a it's you're going to get to hang out with other Patreon members, myself, people who are on the podcast, people like Hody and and others. Uh, I know Hody's the only one that I know will be there, but <laughs> so I'll send that out to all current ten dollar a month and above Patreon members. So please join now, and uh, you get access to those two special things. Uh, so I I was talking to a friend who is who is with me today. Her name is Levy. Hi Levy, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Now, how long have you been listening? Since what age have you been listening to We Are Libertarians?
1: Um, I started when I was 17 and I started going to college and I needed more information on politics.
0: Okay. (laughs) So 17 years old, that's how young we're indoctrinating kids. So if you've got teenagers, (laughs) please send along the podcast. Uh, Would you say that you're a libertarian because of the show or just because you're a contrarian redhead? (laughs)
1: No, I wouldn't say because of the show. Um, My brother is very libertarian. And so he influenced a lot of my thinking. But um, yeah, I definitely learned a lot through We Are Libertarian. So that's good.
0: So we um, were talking, she's like, have you seen this ad? And uh, she lives down in Georgia. (laughs) And there's a governor's race happening in Georgia that I think really typifies kind of where we're heading in America. And it's it's a dead even race between Democrat Stacey Abrams, who is vying to be the first black female governor in the in the nation in America's history, versus Brian Kemp, who is running to be uh, Roy Roy Moore 2.0. And. (laughs) now now with 100% less child accusations uh, so she sent me this ad and I was like what the heck so listen to this ad this is just uh, the Republican Party in 2018 I'm Brian Kemp, I'm so conservative I blow up government spending I own guns that no one's taking away my chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations I got a big truck just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep, I just said that. I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect conservative, that's me. Now, <laughs> how often are you seeing this ad down in Georgia?
1: Um, pretty often, yeah. It's It's everywhere.
0: I, see, this is, I, I said the worst part about Donald Trump, I said this in 2016, is not that Donald Trump will be president, but that for the rest of time, Donald Trump will be copied by people, and we'll see people who are bad at being Donald Trump being Donald Trump, and that's sort of a, it's kind of a funny ad, but yeah, I mean, he's trying to be as offensive as he can get away with. Uh, now, he's yeah. he's the current Secretary of State, and uh, let, let me see here, I lost my... Uh, show notes here that i was just looking at uh now he was the uh he is the secretary of state and stacy abrams was the former i think she was the ma- majority leader let me pull this up uh do you know do you have any idea what she did down there
1: no i don't
0: <sighs> see i'm sorry <laughs> G- gen z this is what's wrong with Gen Z people. <laughs> um. Uh, well, I had the link up and then I lost it. So give me just like one second here. So, but the race has sort of taken on a very uh, intense tone because it's tied, and uh, it's amazing that it's tied because Stacey Abrams is essentially like a Bernie Sanders liberal. Um, she's the 40, forty-four-year-old former state house min- minority leader, uh, and she's trying to. Run to the left. Um, and then uh, that ad, the Democratic Governors Association said, Brian Kemp spent $2 million of his own money defend- defining himself better than we could. Uh, <laughs> Kemp said he'd signed religious freedom legislation vetoed by Deal, Nathan Deal, the current governor that's uh, not able to run again, that would have allowed faith-based in- institutions to deny services to gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender community. Uh, and Georgia Democrats seek a striking parallel to North Carolina where where backlash over the state's bathroom bill requiring people to use the facility that matches their assigned gender helped cost GOP Governor Pat McCrory his election in 2016, uh, his re-election. The campaign against Kemp will be that extreme cultural com- conservatism is bad for business. We saw this here in Indiana when uh, the RIFRA happened, a bunch of people like Salesforce threatened to pull out. But Abrams remains an underdog simply because of the uphill math. She'll need to yield record African-American turnout while convincing significant portions of suburban white voters outside of metropolitan Atlanta to abandon their Republican roots. Um, They also have to get over 50% of the vote, which there is a libertarian in the race named Ted Metz, and uh, he could cost either one of these candidates or both of them a 50% majority, which means they'd go into runoff between the two of them and they'd have to have a second runoff again. That was from U.S. News and World Report. Now, so the what is the temperature like down in Georgia when you've got, for the first time probably in your state's history, or at least in our memory, a really hardcore Bernie Sanders-type Democrat and a Donald Trump, super hardcore conservative tea party type nut job guy. (laughs) I mean, what is the temperature there as you're down living in Georgia and we should say you're down sort of towards Mississippi towards uh, the Gulf. You're not anywhere near Atlanta.
1: Yeah. I would say that it's, um, hostile a little bit. I've, I mean, which I'm young, but I've never seen such division between people. Um, if you know, you're just demonized if you're on one side or the other. Um, So I don't really know what to say about that.
0: Well, tell us a story about what happened at school last week.
1: Okay, so I guess I should clarify that um, I'm in the art department. And so (laughs) despite me being like a very um, conservative, like backwoods area, um, I live in like a very liberal environment (laughs) within the art department. So um, my professors and everyone like usually knows that I vote libertarian. During one of my uh, studio classes, one of um, uh, my professors came in and asked me. She has her um, educators for Stacey Abrams button on, and she comes in and asks me who I'm voting for, and um, and I said I think you know the answer for that, and she said don't don't tell me you're voting third party, and I said I mean I can't vote for either of the other candidates, and you know she just starts telling me that I'm throwing away my vote, and I told her calmly you know that I wasn't and she just called bullshit on that and you know started trying to tell me like why it was so important that I vote for Stacey Abrams and she kind of a little bit lost her mind for a couple minutes Um, but like you can't talk to someone who's so emotionally tied to their voting like you can't have a logical discussion with them so um, you know I just told her I didn't want to discuss it any further and the next day she came back and apologized to me because she got um, so extreme.
0: Because <laughs> she realized she could probably get fired for that. Well, she's I mean, on the yeah. left, so she can't. But, um, yeah, that, that is a, was an amazing story. I couldn't believe that, like, she targeted how many other classmates were in the room.
1: Um, Probably, like, 12 of us. <sighs> Not a whole lot.
0: Were you, like, super embarrassed?
1: <laughs> no, I've had these discussions with her for four years now. Three or four years. So, yeah, she's um, she likes to call me out, but... Uh, I don't know. Yeah it it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like I wasn't embarrassed, but she knew my answer, so
0: so it was kind of playful, or was she like?
1: I mean, no, no. I mean, it was. She's very, very passionate, and um, me and her are actually like close because we um, we care like about a lot of the same issues, and we're both very passionate people. We just go very different routes um, to help people, and and uh, so that's where we split off. And um, she's just very passionate, and I know she's she does it out of love. But I just can't reason with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I imagine a lot of I I, we kind of talked about this the other day after this happened. Being liberal, especially amongst your age group, and and it's this way on the on the conservative side, if you're wearing a MAGA hat, it's it's sort of fashion. It's not really backed up by any kind of ideology. You're wearing the D or the R, just like you'd wear a necklace, like you're just trying Mm -hmm. to show off your fashion.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, like, that's what I want to tell people when they ask me, like, why am I voting libertarian? It's like, it's not an easy choice. I'm going like, against the current here and I'm having to do so much more research on um, on my end than they're doing. You know, they're just going with the with, like the common trends and like voting Democratic because it feels good. And, you know, I would I wish I could do that, but I can't like my convictions won't let me. So, yeah, that's where I land
0: yeah and so it is it, all these people who make the wasted vote argument it's it is it, like it'd be so much easier to be a Republican or a Democrat it'd just be it just be so much easier to just fit in and not have yeah. to put up with this bullcrap
1: yeah that's that's for sure, but I wanted to tell her like you know if it's if it's a wasted vote why like why are you making such a fuss about it like clearly it's not it's making an impact that you don't want um
0: let me ask you this, So, and it is funny to see Democrats making the wasted vote argument now, but um, in that race in particular, there was some exit polling uh, that actually was provided by a friend of yours who was trying to shame me for voting third party and he's a georgia kid <laughs> georgia republican and then I- I- inadvertently this doofus sends me this ex- this polling that basically shows 3% of people who are voting for ted metz are democrats 0.8 are republicans and the vast majority are just people who wouldn't vote because they don't have a party so exactly, so yeah. Demo- libertarians are actually polling more from Stacey abrams but it's but it's all, less than 5% of Ted Metz's voters have a have a party identification as R or D, so it's very negligible. But if mm-hmm. if your beliefs being exactly the same, if Ted Metz weren't in this race, would you cast a vote for one of the other for one of the other two candidates?
1: I don't think I would. I wouldn't vote. I don't. um Yeah, I wouldn't vote.
0: And see that right there is the wasted vote argument completely destroyed every piece of empirical evidence about wasted votes show exactly what we're seeing here which is even though levy culturally is liberal and you're probably fiscally conservative you're still not going to vote for one of the other two candidates you're just glad that the increased choice allows you to increase the vote people who vote libertarian just wouldn't vote otherwise
1: yeah, I agree. Because I would, I would not go out and vote for either one of them.
0: I, I mean, even in your age group and being a young white female, like it's almost expected that you're supposed to be liberal, though, right?
1: Um, you know, it's hard because of this area. Um, a lot of my friends are liberal, um, but I see just as many people who I'm not friends with. Um, you know, like huge Trump supporters. And you know, like the sons and daughters of like farmers locally, like you know, they're fully on board the Kemp train. But most of, I mean, I would say all of my like social circles are, are very much so liberal. So
0: yeah, and and in terms of your your group, like because you would think rural Georgia there wouldn't be that many hardcore liberal people, but is there anybody yeah. even in the middle?
1: <laughs> oh, I I. I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't, you know, they're, they're all about like the free college train and, uh, it's very, very liberal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then you go to your house (laughs) and see your parents and then what happened there?
1: Um, well, I'm terrible about making jokes that are ill-timed and not funny to anyone but me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, just my, my father was encouraging us to like get out and vote, um. And because it was a very tight race and he was, you know, stressed and, um, <laughs> and so I just said that I was going to, I was going to go vote Abrams and, uh, all hell broke loose. <laughs> but, um, what does
0: it mean that uh, all hell broke loose?
1: I mean, he, he just like, he, he's, uh, he just said, no, 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 we're not going to, we're not going to, you're, you're not going to vote. You're not, mm-mm, mm-mm. you're not going to get out there. You're not going to, you you can't vote if you're going to do that. Mm, I, I don't think so. Leave you better not, you better not. Then we immediately prayed over our, our dinner.
0: <laughs> so here you are, you you know, you're kind of stuck. as a and, and the reason I wanted to kind of tell these two stories is that I think it's very indicative of what a lot of libertarians are feeling right now. A lot of younger libertarians, especially around Levy's age. This is their first election. This is the first time they're experiencing. How do I put it? I guess nihilism might be the word. Like it's it's almost sometimes you feel like the Joker, uh, the Heath Ledger Joker, where you're like, I don't care if it all burns or not. And so mm-hmm. you see these two people who are very passionate about being wrong <laughs> on either side, and you're just yeah. like, I just a I care a lot, but I also don't care at all. I mean, the how do you how would you describe being? I, I mean you you were uh, paying attention. were you paying attention in twenty sixteen at all or is this kind of the first election where it's like no, really I mean, I, yeah,
1: I mean, um, yeah, not. I was super discouraged after the 2016 election. For some reason, I sort of fell, fell off, of you know, and I of not pay attention much after that. But yeah, a was definitely keeping up then.
0: So like, a little bit of the little of a little bit of a of stuck between these of worlds?
1: Um, I just don't see it makes me honestly I get sad a lot just seeing people um, think that like the government is going to save them and that's like their religion and I don't like that everyone's identity is wrapped up in the party that they vote for and that's just really discouraging for me because that's not on the government you know that's on like people to help people and it's not the government's job and so that it's just discouraging honestly
0: yeah yeah I think being a libertarian a lot of times can be discouraging but there are a couple of facts that uh, in, this, in this show, I'll give people a preview of the uh, bonus episode that I'm doing on the elections. So, you know, when I started, Levy, uh, here's some encouragement. When I started in, uh, in the, with the Libertarian Party of Indiana in 2008, you couldn't, you had to explain the word libertarian before you could even tell people about your candidate. Because people just didn't know that there was a third party choice. They didn't understand the word. <laughs> they didn't understand that uh, there was a third choice on the ballot. And they thought it was a wasted vote if they knew about it. And uh, that was a very prevalent argument. And so our Senate candidate would usually get 1% or 2% here in Indiana. Well, Lucy Brenton is probably going, she got 5% in 2016. Yes, 2016. And in 2018, she's probably going to get 6%. So we've gone from 1% or 2% to 6%. The President of the United States tweeted about her last night. <laughs> uh, the Democrats are sending mailers on her behalf trying to promote and raise her name ID so that uh, that people will... Um, what are you doing? You're flicking something. It's not me. Oh. It's on your end. That's weird. Uh, so, so... Let me mute you just in case. Let's see. Uh, and so... Then, uh, now they're trying to raise her name ID, so it could be even upwards of 7%, maybe. So, you've got this uh, instance where you have uh, increased vote totals in the same race over a period of time. Gary Johnson in 2012, he had uh, 1% of the vote. 2016, he has 3% of the vote, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to understand the, the, uh, the amount of sheer growth and name ID that it takes to raise 2% in a Senate race is absolutely stunning. And then there's also the money part of this. So third-party spending in 2006 for all candidates was $47 million. Fast forward to 2014, third-party spending was $281 million. So it went from 47 to $281 million. This year, up to this point... Third-party candidates have raised $460 million. So it's uh, almost a doubling of money spent, which means there are more active campaigns out there who are actually trying to um, go out and raise money and spend money and get votes. So I think you're going to see a massive increase in Libertarian Party. I mean, I went to the LP website to try and look up some of the candidates, and it was just so overwhelmingly full of candidates for the first time in my time as an LP person that I really um, I couldn't believe it. So I think there's real growth within the Libertarian Party, and we're going to see real increases in some of these races. I mean, Larry Sharp, for instance, has been on every massive media outlet I can possibly think of. So take heart, even though it may not be happening around your immediate area, there's definitely reasons to be hopeful and, and be proud to be a libertarian because the movement is definitely growing in both the Republican Party and the Libertarian Party.
1: Okay, that makes me feel a little better.
0: All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we I'm normally not used to doing 20 minutes. I'm used to doing two, two hours and 20 minutes. So it feels weird to end it here, but I guess I have to because my own rules. So... Um, levy, if there were uh if there's anything that you'd like to say to the people, this is your chance,
1: oh God, I don't have anything worthy of saying. I'm here to learn <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> well thank yeah. you f- thank you f- for sharing your story. Oh, you know what we forgot the uh the craziest part the real reason I wanted to do this. who was campaigning on your tiny campus the other day?
1: will Farrell <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that did you see him?
1: No, so I didn't see him. I don't know if he actually came to the campus, but he was knocking on doors around the, um, the city that I'm in. And he went to a local restaurant and the owner took a photo with him and his Stacey Abrams shirts and uh, posted on Facebook the a restaurant did. And they're they're being boycotted by most of my town right now. Oh no. Um, so yeah, it's really going great down here. Keep us in your prayers and thoughts and send us love. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's well. The, Stacey Abrams to win really has to drive out the um, youth, minority, and black vote specifically, and so that's why she has Obama and Oprah and Will Ferrell and all these people coming into college towns in the Atlanta area, because if she can drive up numbers of black voters around Atlanta, for instance, then she has a real shot. And she registered, I think, like fifty-six thousand new black voters. So uh, she's 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 done everything she can to win. It looks like. Um, but uh yeah well stay strong levy uh it's it, it i know it feels terrible when you're big, terrible it, it feels awful but you will get used to it
1: <laughs> at one point i'll become numb and i'm looking forward to it maybe
0: <laughs> one day you'll just be old and grizzled like me and, and just start making memes about it instead of feeling anything
1: Perfect. I can't wait. I'm so excited.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And then uh, so everybody pay attention to Georgia because it is it's a fascinating state where it is. It seems like a deep, deep red state that is now really on the cusp of going blue in a big way and uh, electing a Bernie Sanders uh, Democrat as their governor. So. All right, Levy, thanks for joining us. And then uh, everybody else. We'll see you tomorrow.